Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. Let's talk about this episode, shall we? I want to give you some insight on what was going on the day I recorded the majority of this particular episode. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was pretty depressed that day. I was definitely in a funk. I was mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. I had been burning my candle at both ends, and I knew something needed to give. I can only handle so much stress, and I had more than enough stress within the past two or three weeks. And so that day that I woke up and recorded this podcast was a day that I was like, I have to change something. I cannot continue doing this the same way. I cannot do all the things all the time. I had that superwoman complex where it's like, yeah, I can, I can do everything all at once. It's fine. I will juggle everything. But on this particular day, I knew I needed to juggle one less thing. And I also knew I needed some spiritual guidance. What's really interesting as I was listening back to what you're going to hear which is me walking you through a 10-card spread for my particular situation, getting spiritual guidance for that. Even though I got confirmation and affirmation and encouragement, listening to the playback again was like new and fresh all over again. Even though the message resonated with me, it didn't quite soak in all the way. I hadn't quite decided that I was going to take action on the message that was given to me. Which is really funny because when you actually listen to what I'm getting ready to share with you, you're going to be like, how did you not get that? Because you you didn't just get it once, you got it repeatedly. And here I am again, getting it one more time. But The thing is, I often see people walk away from spiritual guidance or intuition because it doesn't soak in. It resonated and it made sense with them at that point, but it didn't soak in. It didn't take root enough to be able to put it into action or to follow through with it, so to speak. It's kind of like those trees that they plant and they have to give extra support so that they don't topple over with the wind. Well, I needed that extra support and dare I say, I probably still do. I mean, I could be hit upside the head with this information and I'm still not sure it would get through my thick skull. It's just maybe not the right timing, but it certainly is the right message. I hope you get a chuckle at how many times I have had this message confirmed to me, and yet I'm still not quite there with it. So you're not alone if you're getting repeated messages, you're getting your answer, and you're not maybe accepting it, you're not understanding it, you're not still 100% sure what action you need to take, because it takes a while for things to take root. But It's there and the seed has been planted. Today, I want to talk about something that I've been hearing a lot of people discuss, which is 
feeling stuck, feeling stagnant, lack of motivation, lack of ambition. I woke up this morning and I felt that in a major, major way. Naturally, I wanted to seek out some spiritual guidance, so I did a 10-card spread. And I want to share with you this 10-card spread. So at the center of the problem is communication. Makes sense. I'm still struggling with uncommon intuition and where is this headed and all of that. You know, I've kind of been wishy-washy. I've been very open with that on the podcast. So this is kind of what that spread is about. Now, the thing that ended up crossing that communication card was your desired outcome will occur in the very near future. So if it's in the crossed position, that means my desired outcome is not happening in the very near future. But I had two cards that crossed me. The next one was a happy move to a new home or place of employment that's in the works. Uh, wait a minute. (laughs) This is the thing that I've kind of been afraid of. If I give up my employment, then I am solely at the mercy of the universe to make things work out. And I'm not a risk taker in that way. I like my money coming in. Um, But it's really interesting because I watched Wonder Woman 1984 a couple days ago. Don't get me started. I have a lot to say about that movie. But one of the nemesis uh, could grant your wish, but the wish also meant that you had to give something up. And so the fact that I got this card and it's crossing my communication and it says employment to me kind of reiterates that that fear, which is I have to give up employment. I have to give up that in order to go full steam with this, which I'm not quite comfortable doing just yet. Let's go back to the cards. So the cards then say, here's some advice for you. Um, The heart of the situation is you've been asking and you've been giving and it's time to receive and this is just going into a new phase in your life. And then it's kind of followed around there by a yoga card, which I usually take as needing peace of mind, needing to exercise your body, that sort of thing. But what this card, you know, symbolizes to me is how I start things and I stop them. I have a real problem with being consistent. And so it's kind of bringing up this consistency issue in the deck. Then the next card that comes along in the God space, which is to make your decision, ask which brings me closer to my divine purpose and which way takes me away from it. And so that card is saying, hey, you need to decide and you already know, you already know, you feel better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, healthier when you're doing this type of work versus when you're doing other type of work. Okay, I feel very seen. I feel very called out by this deck so far, but it gets it gets more brutal because as we move into the fear position, the card is take action. You're in touch with your truth in this situation. Yes, I am. I've just kind of explained that to you guys. And it's in the fear position. So it's saying you're not taking action because you are afraid of this. You're afraid to embrace this. This is pretty vulnerable for me, but I feel like I need to share this with you because I know other people are kind of going through it. There's something that you're passionate about and it's not working out in the way that you want it to. And so you're on this cusp of, I just want to drop everything. 
Okay, so leading on to the next card in the deck, this is what the angels have to say to me. And the angels say, keep charging ahead and don't take no for an answer. They're saying, you need to go ahead. You need to charge forward. You need to go forward. And even though you feel like you're not getting the outcome or the recognition or whatever gold stars that you feel like you need to get in order to validate why you want to continue doing what you're doing, it's saying without all of those things, barring all of those things, keep charging ahead. And okay, here comes this next card, which is Yes, the timing is right for this new venture. A happy outcome follows your positive expectations. You know what? I sometimes enjoy being a negative Nancy. I sometimes enjoy seeing the glass as half empty because why else would it be halfway full? If I want a glass of water, I'm going to pour the whole glass. And therefore, if it's halfway full, I've drank out of the glass. But anyways, that's that's just me being me, which is I naturally go to the logic and a more realistic outcome. But they're saying, no, 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 we want you to have positive expectations. You're having a hard time viewing yourself in a positive light and viewing this project in a positive light. And then the piece de la resistance, the final card, which is the final outcome of the whole spread, is you're a spiritual teacher. You have the ability to counsel others and help them awaken their spiritual gifts and divine wisdom. Uh, okay, um, there we go. We, we've got our, our cards. They're all pretty clear to me, except when I pulled them this morning, I was like, uh, yeah, I hear you, but you know what? I need some more information because honestly, I'm going to need you to give me a pat on the back in order for me to keep going because I'm feeling depresto. So <laughs> um, I naturally pulled another card in defiance on what I should do today, right? Uh, what should I do today to help me with this thing that you say I'm supposed to be doing? And the card that I pulled from the Enchanted Map Deck by Colette Baron-Reed was Encouragement. Okay, I feel really seen. My angels are like, girl, we need to help you out. And so they give me this card. It says encouragement. And that's exactly what I needed this morning. I needed to feel seen. I needed to feel heard. And I was like, okay, I got you. So I think what I can do today to continue my momentum is get on my podcast because I really like creating a podcast. So here I am. I'm making this podcast. I had already decided on it. And then I was like, no, no, no. You know what? I get it. I see you. I hear you. I need another card. What should my podcast be about, right? The card says, keep your eyes on your targeted intention. I was like, huh, am I supposed to be talking about lack of motivation and, and getting off track and not staying on your path? And then I hear, and I don't know if you've been hearing it this whole time or not, a woodpecker. I'll insert a clip here of said woodpecker. So... Let's talk about the spiritual 
animal totem meeting of a woodpecker. A woodpecker stands for strength, opportunity, wisdom, resilience, kindness, and determination. Never one to give up, it sees value in the most hopeless of things, including a dead tree, and makes remarkable good come out of it. Okay, um, I don't know if you caught that or not, but I have been slammed <laughs> at least four times so far with this message of don't give up and continue on your course and stay on track. So I was like, okay, let me let me research, you know, lack of motivation and why that happens. And as I researched it, it was kind of like you have the major outcome, but you don't have any smaller goals, little nuggets to kind of keep you chugging along on the course. There's nothing to keep you motivated. It's kind of like taking a 20-hour road trip with your friends in one car and you're two hours into the trip and you're already saying, are we there yet? We're not. Oh my God, it's going to take forever. Let's just turn around. It's easier to turn around. It's easier to quit here now because it's just a two hour ride back home versus 18 more hours in the car. But what do you do on the road trip? You put mile markers. You're like, okay, after three hours in, we're going to stop at a rest stop. And maybe after that, we're playing a game. And after that, we're going to stop at, you know, some local scenery. Maybe we're going to stop the night somewhere, then take up the course again in the morning. So I forgot to do those things to kind of keep me entertained and motivated along the way which I love because I told you I've been hit with this message four times. Uh, I forgot last night. I reached out to a friend of mine, Kate the Brave. She has a podcast as well. Her podcast is Tea and Tarot. And I asked her to pull some cards for me because last night I was feeling like I needed some clarity. Apparently, I woke up this morning and totally forgot what she had sent. I just want to take a minute and read her message that she pulled for me last night because it kind of reiterates the same thing. So here's her message. It says, the spread is showing me that your dreams just aren't coming true. You're not where you thought you should be right now. You're not even close. Wow. Okay. Let's go back to that card that crossed me. That first card, it says your desired outcome will occur in the very near future. And I said that it's not in the very near future. That's what's crossing me. And here Kate had told me last night, but I didn't get it through my thick skull. And then this is what I love. At the end of Kate's message, she said, girl, you were meant for greatness. Focus on your goals, decide your definitions of success and start crushing it. Ooh, we. Here I have it being shoved in my face multiple times. Like I didn't get it last night. So they're like, here's a card spread. Here's another card. Here's another card. I'm going to give you a spirit animal. Like they are trying to make sure that I get this message. And so I got it. I, I, I get it. I need to set new goals. I need to figure out what my definition of success really is. Now, I know a lot of you are kind of going through the same thing where you're going on auditions and you're not getting casted. You're going on job interviews and you're not getting hired. You're trying to switch careers and it's not happening. 
So when you have these things that are kind of not happening in the time frame that you want them, you're not seeing anything, any return on investment, you're not seeing like green light go, it's very, very easy to get discouraged. It's very easy to say, we're two hours in, let's just stop here and turn around. I'm here to encourage you, please don't turn around. Please keep putting yourself out there. Continue what you're doing. Continue on your path because there is a great reward for you at the end. And also, I really like saying, because it's so true, one thing leads to another leads to another. If you don't start the ball rolling now, it will never lead you to where you need to go. So even though you didn't get that job, even though you didn't get casted, even though things aren't looking right, what it is doing is it's building up your thick skin. It is building up this networking that you're doing. It's leading you towards the next choice and the next goal. You have to take every turn along the path or you'll never get to the end outcome. On today's Frequently Asked Questions, the question is, I get ringing in my ears often. I've been to the doctor and they find no physical source of why I have ringing in my ears. So is there a spiritual reason behind the ringing in my ears? Spiritually speaking, I think there is a reason for ringing in the ears. It has to do with clear audience. And clear audience just means clear hearing. It's basically a band of woven information encoded in electrical impulses. It's like a heavenly download uh, that goes directly to your subconscious. You're not supposed to interpret it or know of it. You just know that your clairaudience has been turned on and your angels are trying to get your attention. It's kind of like old school dial-up. Even though we didn't understand that dial-up tone, we did understand that our computer was getting it from the outside world and there was some sort of download of information. Well, it's the same with ringing in your ears. It's actually an answer to your prayers. It's guidance about your life mission. It is dialing up your clear audience. So when clear audience kind of kicks in, it starts in these sounds that you're not used to, the frequencies that you're not used to. I often say people will start hearing things that they didn't hear or experience before, such as hearing when a TV turns on, not because you hear the sound of the TV, but the click, that initial zazz of electrical energy that comes through. And then the same thing with like a light bulb, hearing the light bulb buzz, that kind of sound. You're going to be picking up on these frequencies that you weren't attuned to before. Now you can ask your angels to dial it down a notch. That's too loud. Can you please turn the volume down? And it should help you with that severe high pitch that you're hearing. If you want to become more clear audience, then you need to start focusing I should say, start unfocusing on the more prominent sounds around you and focus more on the background noises. What can you hear in the background? 
I know moms are usually attuned to this. We're especially attuned when we don't hear anything. We know that something is up, right? How can you also continue to expand this clear audience? You can clear your ear chakras. You can release that psychic debris, which is any verbal abuse or any um, harsh words that you've heard, even curse words. I know we all love to curse at times, but um, releasing that kind of energy can help unblock your ears. The other thing that you can do to help your clear audience is to really tune into the voice inside your head. You're listening for your higher self and distinguishing it between your ego. Now, ego comes from a place where there's a lot of I statements, and it's usually like got some self-esteem issues, and it's usually kind of negative, so it's going to be discouraging and paranoid, maybe even depressed, um, very egocentric with the statements of I, a lot to do with me, myself, and I. But the higher voice, the higher self, actually sometimes will come in almost as in third person. I often hear, hey, Chris, when my higher self is wanting to come in. Chris is my family nickname, and it's a sure way to get my attention that this is higher self, higher good. Often people will say before something negative happens, such as a car crash or a mugging, they will actually hear a voice yell at them. I've had experiences in my house. I've heard a friendly voice that comes from a room that I'm not in that's like, hello, hi. And I'm like, what? And then I go to look and there's nobody there. And yet I felt a presence of an angel. I've also heard my mom calling my name when I wake up or when I'm about ready to fall asleep. It's always in those lucid moments where I hear her, a very familiar voice, call out my name. That is also audience that comes through. It's kind of like they're testing the waters. Some of us are not open to that. We would freak out. I'm one of those people that if I hear a voice outside of myself, I will freak out. So it's better if I hear, you know, my own voice talking to me in my head through higher self. So hopefully that kind of explains the ringing in the ears and a little bit more about clear audience. Up next, a card reading. For today's card reading, I'm using the Queen of the Moon Oracle deck by Stacy DeMarco. I've already pulled three cards in preparation for this reading. The first card has the number 23 on it, and it has a character from one of the other cards, which is Abundance, in the background. And in the forefront, I'm seeing an older hand being held by a younger hand. And the card says, Last Quarter Moon and Gratitude. The fact that this character from Abundance is in the background kind of reminds me of manifestation in that positive attitude. And then I used to have a saying that I used frequently, which is proclaim, claim, and exclaim, which means proclaim. I'm, I'm saying this thing is mine before it's mine. I'm manifesting it into existence. And then when it's here, I'm going to claim it. This is mine. See, I got the thing that I claimed before ahead of time and it's here and it's here now. And then exclaim, which means I am telling everybody afterwards, this is the great thing that happened to me and it's amazing and it's wonderful. And look here, this is awesome. I'm so grateful. 
And so that's what this card is kind of reminding me to do here, which is have gratitude afterwards. How many times have you already achieved something or, you know, something has come true for you and you didn't take the time to really acknowledge it. You didn't take the time to celebrate it. You just kind of move past it as if it was any other day, as if this happens all the time and you just went about your life like that was a a bump in the road, so to speak. And they're saying, take time to acknowledge, take time to reward yourself, take time to have gratitude about it and be thankful. Not count your blessings, but ensure that you understand that you were blessed. The next card that comes up has the number seven on it. It has a moon that looks like a piece of Swiss cheese to me. And from the moon, there's this giant waterfall. There's an egg with a piece of bread on it. There's a bunch of flowers. And there's a woman that's holding like a mango and a peach in her hand. And she's reaching her arms out. This also feels like gratitude to me. But the card says waxing crescent and nourishment. When are you living in true nourishment? How are you truly nourishing not only your body, but your mind, your soul, your heart? Are you doing that? Or are you forgetting to do that? I keep going back to Abraham Hicks and how she, Esther, would say, there is great love here for you. And I really feel like this is what this card is saying. There is great love here for you. You need to be picked up. You need to be held. You need to be hugged. You need to be told that everything's going to be okay. You need to be told that you are loved and you are worthy. And this is going to happen for you. That's the nourishment that your soul needs at this time. And you may not get it from anybody else. So you have to give it to yourself. The last card It's got number 29 on it. It has this beautiful full moon in the forefront. There is a wolf standing on some rocks, howling at the moon. And the card says, wolf moon and hunger. There is a tree in the background that I would normally say looks like a fall tree where the leaves have fell off. But today, it actually looks like it's a spring tree where the leaves are getting ready to bloom. That nourishment that you were seeking in that second card is getting ready to come forth. That hungry like the wolf is getting ready to be fulfilled and have a full belly. These cards say it's all about manifesting. It's all about being in that energy that you need in order to have things come to fruition. So you need to be able to proclaim claim it and exclaim it. You need to be able to nourish your soul and keep yourself in a motivated place uh, and establish those new goals that we were talking about earlier so that you can have that full belly later on and be fulfilled. Up next, a meditation. last week's episode, we really focused on breath work as a way to refresh your body and your mind and to relax it. And I think this week we need to focus on stretching the body. I think about that lack of motivation and feeling stagnation and stuff like that. And I'm like, how many times when you're working on a project, 
do you reinvigorate yourself by getting up and kind of leaving the project? When you're kind of stumped or you have writer's block or you have some sort of creative block, sometimes the best way to unblock yourself is to actually get up and take a break from it. And then when you come back, you're refreshed and you have a new idea and things kind of start rolling from there. And so this week, I really want to focus on stretching and in particular, stretching out your spine. I feel like a lot of us kind of end up in this hunched state in this kind of curled up ball and we need to really stretch and elongate our spine. And so today that's what I would ask you to do for this meditation is to move your body and to stretch that spine. Lay flat on the floor and put your arms out like a T. Put your knees up so that you can feel your spine kind of hit solidly and flat on the floor. I want you to raise your arms above your head and really stretch out. You know, when we do those big yawns and we stretch our whole body and how to feel how good that feels, I feel like that's what we need to do. Stretch your legs, go for a walk, bend your toes, move that body in a way that feels like it's getting it unstuck from the positions that it's normally in. So today, as I play the crystal bowls, just gently move your body and stretch it and make these big extended gestures so that you're really stretching it to its full capacity and get that blood flowing and get your chakras moving and get that energy flowing through you again. Let's reinvigorate our bodies.
Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. I am so happy to be back with you, my friends. There has been a lot of things going on over this past month for me. I've had a lot of growth. I've had a lot of big aha moments, and I want to catch you up on everything Christy. But first, let's talk about crystals. Crystals are such fun, magical little baubles of energy, and I know they've gained a lot of attention recently. I've been seeing a lot of posts about crystal healing properties, what crystals to use for rituals. There's been a lot of talk about Moldavite here lately, but I'm going to blast right past all of that. I'm going to skip over the various healing properties of crystals, and I'm going to talk about something that a lot of people aren't aware of, which is the different shapes of crystals and what they mean. Now, something that is always up for great debate is which is better, a raw crystal or a cut and polish crystal? A raw crystal is what I would call a wild crystal. Wild, unfiltered, unadulterated, pure energy. It is, in fact, the wild child. It's going to do what it wants to do. They're not refined. They haven't been through any chemical processes. They haven't went through machinery or been passed hand to hand. So it's going to have pure earth energy with its own mission and its own intentions. Now, some will urge, now some will argue that means raw crystals have more power. Not necessarily. I would say they have a different energy. Just because a crystal is cut and polished doesn't mean that it is weaker. Raw crystals are really good for deep work. If you need a breakthrough, if you need to bust through some old patterns and do some shadow work, I would recommend using a raw crystal. Polished crystals have a little more etiquette. They're a little bit more refined. So they have some manners. (laughs) They're more subtle and they have more of a gentle energy. Whereas a raw crystal is more in your face with their energy. Cut crystals are designed with intent and purpose. They're cut and polished in a way that allows them to have a more directional energy. When I think of a crystal healing session, I think of cut crystals. Cut crystals are a precision tool for rituals, healings, and spell work. Let's hop into the various crystal shapes and what they're used for. First up, we have the basic crystal point or tower. These are the crystals that have six to eight sides that come together at the top of the crystal to form a point. They have a flat base so they can stand on end and point upwards. This cut is called a powerhouse. It's often called a generator. If you need to focus energy and amplify it, a point would be a good choice. These are good to put in each corner of the room. Their energy will form an arc and an energy field for the room. Think of a Tesla coil and how that energy connects from one coil to another. Crystal points will act in a similar manner. It's a great way to cleanse and protect a space. I frequently see them used in feng shui and crystal gridding. I personally use them for energy healing. They're a great little laser for focusing and directing energy, as well as fishing and pulling out energy away from the energy field. Wands are very similar to crystal points. However, instead of having a flat bottom, wands are double terminated with a point at each end. When I say wand, one of the things that comes to my mind is wizards and witches, casting spells and pulling in lightning and directing onto the enemies. I think most of us are familiar with those wands in movies. Wands allow energy to be pulled and pushed at the same time. So energy travels in both directions up and down with a wand. They are great connectors on a crystal grid because they can pull energy from one crystal and point it towards the next crystal. They're really good at scanning energy as well. 
I personally don't have a wand. I've thought about getting them for crystal gritting purposes, but I wouldn't want to use them as a crystal healing tool in the same capacity as I use a crystal point. I hold the crystal point in my hand and direct the energy. Wands, I would want to place on top of someone to push and pull their energy through their meridians. That is why I would use caution working with a wand, because you don't want to unknowingly pull energy from someone else and bring it to yourself. There are also wands that have rounded ends. These are typically used for reflexology and acupressure points. Spheres. These are little balls of energy. They radiate energy in all directions. This may be a horrible analogy, but I think of a bug bomb and how you place it in the center of a room and you close the door and the whole room is bombed with the bug pesticide. So if you place a sphere in the center of your room, the whole room is going to be covered with that crystal's energy. They're great for changing the energy in a room all by themselves. Put a little rose quartz sphere in a room and you're going to feel it radiate with love. I love that. You can also use them at the center of your crystal grid. I've been talking a lot about crystal grids and I realized I haven't really spoke to what is a crystal grid. It's basically an arrangement of crystals that you place in a design. Typically, it's a sacred geometry pattern. They're used for manifestation, ritual, and spell work. So that, that's what a crystal grid is. We're going to keep on going with our crystal shapes. So back to our little ball of energy. They are often used for scrying. Think of a fortune teller and gazing into the crystal ball. Their energy is very harmonious. If you have a room in the house where people tend to bicker and fight, that would be a good place to put a sphere. They can be very calming. Next up, we have the egg shape. Eggs are associated with spring and new beginnings. Crystal eggs are no different. They're great at supporting transformations and bringing in the feminine energy. If you're struggling with fertility, an egg-shaped crystal can provide some comfort on your journey. This crystal shape is known for balancing emotions, and it'll make you more aware of suppressed emotions, and it'll also aid in healing those things. This would be a good emotional support crystal. So if you're going through therapy, carry a crystal egg with you. It'll help buffer and transmute any trauma that you may be carrying. Palm stones are flat spheres. They fit perfectly in the palm of your hand and are often called worry stones. Peace, relaxation, it helps with sleep, lucid dreaming, and remembering your dreams, often used as part of a meditation practice. I have found that they are great for polarity therapy. If you feel like your wires are crossed and your right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing, a palm stone will balance and center your energy centers. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how many different crystal shapes there are. The list continues to go on and on. So let's take a quick break here and we'll come back and talk some more. Okay, we're back at it again. We're moving on to my new favorite crystal shape, which is a pyramid. Pyramids are similar to crystal points. However, their square base provides more of a grounding energy. They act like an anchor for your intentions. I love using them for manifestation work. Pyramids symbolize the connection between source and humanity and will aid you in ascending further on your spiritual journey. There's so much more. These things are amazing. You know, you think of the Egyptian pyramids and the mystery behind all of those things. When you get a little pyramid crystal, you get a little sense of wonder as well. Now, an octahedron 
is like taking two pyramids and connecting them at the base to make this eight-sided diamond shape. These are good connectors, much like the wand because of the double terminated points. This shape can bring clarity, alleviate stress, and it's a great shape to work on with your heart chakra. The octahedron shape works with emotions and accepting change. So if you've got things going on in your life and it's been a bit of a bumpy road and you need to like be able to pivot, move on, be a little bit more fluid with life, then an octahedron could help you with that. Cubes are very stable. This shape in sacred geometry is connected with mother nature. I would use a cube if I'm trying to build anything in life, if I'm trying to build a family, if I'm trying to build a business, if I'm trying to build a house, whatever it is, I would use a crystal cube because it's all about foundations and structure. So if you want to achieve physical goals such as losing weight or gaining muscle, this would be a good crystal shape to work with as well because it's all about physicality. It's very connected. There's a new crystal shape that I've been seeing, which is a flame. And I've been puzzled. Every time I see a, a crystal flame, I'm like, what? What is this for? What are we doing here? Now, flames will add some fire to wherever you put them. So I would not recommend putting them in your family room. It may cause a few quarrels amongst your family members. Now, flames are good to use for manifestation work. They will make you more assertive. And they're good at lighting a fire under your butt and getting rid of that procrastination. Crystal clusters have points in all directions. So these are great little charging stations for other crystals. They transmute negative energy and they bring in the harmony. Bring in a cluster whenever you need a tool to clean and clear energy. I see clusters being used on altars next to incense. And they're also on altars because they are used for channeling as well. And finally... We have the geode. Geodes are portals, plain and simple. They're a portal. And a lot of Reiki masters use them in their healing space to clear and transmute energy. Sometimes they'll have them at the end of the massage table. So as they rake off the gunk from somebody's aura, they can kind of toss it into the geode to be transmuted. You can also write your wish list down and place it into the geode to send it out into the universe and get a return more quickly. It's kind of like a bank tube. You put something in there and then it's going to disperse it. Just be sure that you have your intentions set on how you wish to use your geode. Is it going to be, you know, the bank tube for manifestation work or is it going to be used to cleanse and clear the space and the energy around you? I bet you're running to your crystals to rearrange them right now. Or perhaps you've decided which one you need to work with because of its shape. Have fun getting to know your crystals a little bit better. All right, let's talk about me. Let's talk about my aha moments. I've tried to record this a few times and I'm getting frustrated because I feel like I can't articulate my aha moments because they were very specific to me and very powerful and meaningful to me. But to kind of convey them to other people, I'm like, this sounds like, duh. <laughs> this sounds like, of course, we all knew that. How come you didn't know that? So I'll start off by saying I'm an intuitive psychic medium empath. And of course, I use those soul senses when I am reading for somebody, when I'm coaching, and when I'm teaching. Those come into great play. They also come into play when I make decisions for myself and my family as well. But what I didn't know 
is that my soul senses had actually been on autopilot and on overdrive for the majority of my life. Now, I think that highly sensitive people could probably relate to this as well. But what was happening with my intuition and my gifts, my abilities, was that every interaction, every conversation, every decision, I could see the multiple layers and multiple timelines and the multiple outcomes to it. So I had an influx of information just with a basic hello, how are you conversation. I mean, I was getting a plethora of information. And what was happening, because I was getting this download, was either A, I would just simply not engage in the conversation because I knew it was going to be too draining and taxing, or that I knew that the person was going to be lying and putting on a front and being two-faced. Or I would go ahead and engage in it, but the conversation would be dominated with me in the back of my head going, okay, they're saying this, but what they mean is this. Okay, they said this, but really what happened was this. And, and I would just have like the whole story, not listening to what they're saying. It almost put me in a place where I was overanalyzing everything all the time. Not overthinking um, in an anxiety manner, but overanalyzing in a psychic manner. And so that was really complicating my life. And somebody simply said to me, hey, Christy, just take things at face value. And you don't have to do anything else with that information. Just because you have that intuitive information doesn't mean you need to act on it. It doesn't mean that there is a job for you to do. It also means that just because you have the intuitive information, it is not your job to pull it out and and correct the person and hold them accountable to their true feelings either. It is not my job to emotionally regulate someone. It is not my job to protect them from all the different differing possibilities that could happen as well. And I guess that's the best way I can describe it. And honestly, it just sounds like childhood trauma. <laughs> and maybe it is some of that as well. But it really is my psychic input. And since I've realized that, I've been kind of stepping back and being a little bit slower to respond. And I'm checking in with myself a little bit more with how do you feel? And what do you want to do about this? And can you just have a friendly conversation and it just be that and it doesn't have to go into depth with anything else? It's definitely helped me to connect more with my body as well, because I've been living in this spiritual mind energy, and now I'm connecting more with my body. And what I'm finding is it's actually helping me with my autoimmune disease as well. So I'm doing these check-ins and I'm saying, hey, you know what? After talking to this person, I am... I'm talked out. I don't want to talk anymore. Um, like it was a good conversation and things were fine, but now I'm drained. And so it's okay to go ahead and put earplugs in so that you drown out the sound. It's okay to go off in a room by yourself so that you can regulate again. It's okay to do that. I'm checking in more with myself and I'm giving myself permission and giving myself options on how I want to handle things. Do I want to respond to that email or do I just want to ignore it? 
Do I want to go ahead and dive into the depths of why this person is sharing this with me? Or can I just go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay. I'm giving myself permission to do that. Then the other thing that I had recently realized was that sufficient is satisfactory. And this is especially true with work for me because I've always been a top performer. I have high standards and I always kind of go above and beyond with things. And for what? That's a lot of energy expended for what when sufficient would have been fine. It would have been okay. And then I'm conserving my energy. So while sufficient is satisfactory, it helps me to conserve my energy for me instead of expend it all the time on other things. So it, and that even goes in my personal life. Sufficient is good enough. I don't have to have the house spotless. I, not that it ever was, but I'm giving myself permission instead of holding on to that guilt or that thought in the back of my mind of you need to go in and do the dishes, or you need to go and interact with your son. You need to go and have this engaging conversation with your husband. Instead, I'm giving myself permission to just be okay with not doing those things and not feeling like I need to do those things. The world will not collapse. The sky will not fall. Everything will be okay if the basic needs are met. Which is funny. I know I talk about uncommon intuition on here a lot and how I'm very flip-flop. You know, one time I'm up, the next time I'm down, and I never know what I'm doing. But I finally realized where that was coming from. And that was coming from a place where I was trying to create this business and intuit what other people wanted from me and from this business instead of intuiting what I wanted to do and how I wanted to service people and how I wanted to charge. For today's card reading, I'm going to use the Chakra Girls Spirit Cards. And honestly, I already shuffled them and I just pulled one card because that's all I feel like doing today. So one card it is. And these cards are so cute. They have like a crystal wand on the front with a galaxy in behind them. And on this other side of the card, we have a green card with a little green cartoon girl on it. She has a heart barrette in her hair. She's holding a heart in her hand. She has a basket full of hearts. She's dressed all in green. Her hair is green. And she's got little green ballerina shoes on as well. It's super cute. The card actually says, spread kindness. And I think spreading kindness is a great message, but I don't think that's the only message for this particular card. You know, green is the color of spring. It's the color of birth and regrowth. It's the color of your heart chakra as well. And the fact that she's carrying around this basket with all these little hearts in it, I'm like, have you been protecting your heart? Have you been keeping it out of your chest and a little bit further away from you, somewhere safe where it doesn't get hurt? Loving yourself has become a difficult task. You don't even know where to start with that. You don't even know where to start with your self-worth. I look at that and I'm like, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that don't really know their worth. 
They don't think that anybody is going to be willing to pay, quote unquote, that price, whatever that price is, being treated kindly, being loved, acts of service, communication, financial assistance, whatever. I feel like this week is the week to kind of sit with that thought for a second and let's reach out to universe and say, okay, universe, I'm going to believe for this week that I'm going to see through the eyes of love. I'm going to see where everybody loves me. Even if you're not feeling it, you need to have that mantra where I am safe and I am accepted. People enjoy me. They like being around me. They want to do things for me. They want to give me gifts and see what the universe provides you by the end of this week. If you can keep up that just every now and then, especially if you catch yourself in low self-esteem moments or where you're beating yourself up and you're not giving yourself grace. If you can recognize that moment and in that moment, say a very quick turnaround, a very quick little mantra, whether it's I'm doing the best that I can, it's progress, not perfection. I'm here and that's all that matters. Just breathe. Everything's going to be okay. I am worthy of love. I am worth it. I have everything I need. I choose to be happy and I am blessed. If you can walk with yourself this week like you would be walking with your best friend, and I know a lot of us, a lot of us, if somebody talks bad about my family or my friend, I'm coming for them. I'm coming for them. But I would let them talk badly about me and not flinch. Dare anybody say anything about anybody I love. I'm coming for you. I need you to have that energy this week where you are your own heart's protector and you come for yourself and stand up for yourself in a way that you would for a loved one or a dear friend. Like, you know what? I'm not going to let you talk to me that way. For today's meditation, I'm going to read from the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. There is so much love in your heart that you could heal the entire planet. But just for now, let us use this love to heal you. Feel a warmth beginning to glow in your heart center, a softness, a gentleness. Let this feeling begin to change the way that you think and talk about yourself. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, complete. Change is the natural law of my life. I welcome change. I am willing to change. I choose to change my thinking. I choose to change the words I use. I move from the old to the new with ease and with joy. It is easier for me to forgive than I thought. Forgiving makes me feel free and light. It is with joy that I learn to love myself more and more. The more resentment I release, the more love I have to express. Changing my thoughts makes me feel good. I am learning to choose to make today a pleasure to experience. All is well in my world. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Intuition podcast. 
If you liked what you heard today, think about subscribing or leaving a review for others to see. If you want to learn more about me, go to uncommonintuition.com or you can check me out on TikTok. I go live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My username there is uncommon underscore intuition. You can also check me out on Instagram. My username there is uncommon intuition. Until next time.